Welcome to Top Advisor Marketing, where you will learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your practice. Brought to you by Top Advisor Podcasting, a done-for-you podcasting solution built just for trusted advisors. And now, your co-hosts of Top Advisor Marketing, Kirk Lowe and Matt Halloran. Hello and welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. We're doing something internal here. Now, a lot of times it's Kirk and I talking uh, when we're talking about our internal company here, but today we've got Lauren Buss. Now, Lauren has been with us for a long time. She's one of our account managers. And today we're gonna talk about what it's like to work with her and really the company. But before we do that, we always wanna kind of get to know who the heck we're talking to a little bit. So uh, Lauren, I want you to tell us a little bit about your history and why in God's name, Euro, you actually even came back to working for the company. So thanks for having me, Matt. I'm really excited to, this is my first time on the podcast. So I'm really excited to, to get in here and do this. So basically for my undergrad, I graduated with a double major in communications and English, a minor in psychology and a specialization in creative and cultural industries. I know it's a bit of a mouthful, but <laughs> from there I went and did my master's in journalism and communication but I've always been a writer and I really wanted a job where I could write and work, but also like work directly with people, with companies, things like that. I actually met with you for the first time um, before I had even graduated from my master's. It was really nice kind of knowing that I was, I had something right out of school. I've been with the company for two years now. Like you said, I did go part-time for a little bit to kind of see some, uh, some other sides of the marketing industry. But I realized what I really love is working directly with people, helping them to share their thought leaderships. I came back and <laughs> it's been great. And it's honestly a team that I really, really love working with. And, and I think we do some good work here. So, Well, and I, I didn't necessarily chase you per se, <laughs> but after you had left, you were on my radar to make sure that we, you know, we were going to try to do whatever we could to get you back because you are a perfect fit for our culture here. And uh, what you do for our clients is magnificently valuable. So as a client, right? So you work directly with clients and, and why don't you define a little bit and before we get into our, some of our questions here, why don't you define what you do for the clients just from like a, a big picture and then we'll kind of get a little bit more granular if that's okay. I basically act as the touch point between our company and the client. So any questions that they have come through me, any concerns, any feedback, any revisions, any, wow, I love this. This is amazing. Comes through me. I basically just kind of act as the like liaison, I guess. I do a lot of the writing and reviewing for clients, but then I also just kind of work with them to help make sure that their podcast is, is, is exactly what they'd like it to be and that it's actually effective and, and reaching people and things like that. So let's talk about what does an ideal client look like from your perspective? And I love that I'm asking you this question because as the person who handles the majority of the sales here at the company, I think it's going to be nice to send this podcast out to people so that they can say, you know, I am like that person. So when you're looking at an ideal client, like somebody that you absolutely love to work with, what does that person look like? Well, I have a couple of clients that I would honestly say are like the ideal client. I think the biggest thing is someone that believes in the process. They understand what podcasting is and, and the value of podcasting. And they really believe in the idea of momentum marketing and, and podcasting as a, as a long-term strategy versus, oh, I put out two podcasts and now like, what do I get from it? I think someone who understands how that works is, is really, really ideal. 
someone who's open to feedback from their coach, from the account manager, from, from people who are listening to the podcast and saying, Hey, I think you're doing this really well, but I think we could improve things in this area. I think that if they're open to that, that really allows us to be able to share some of our professional insight. And on that note, someone who trusts our company and our processes, like we're really good at what we do. And I think clients that trust that and understand that they came to us for a reason and like as industry leaders in what we're doing, I think it's important that they kind of, they trust that, that we know what we're doing and <laughs> um, can do it effectively along a different line. Someone who like we do the big bulk of the work on our end, but someone who understands that like, you can't just record a podcast and let it sit there. You have to go out and talk to people about the fact that you have a podcast and, and you're sharing that with clients or prospects, or you're using that in the way that kind of we intend for clients to be able to use them. I think for them to understand that, yes, we do most of it and, and we do it really well, but they need to go out and share that as well. So we always like to tell people about, about that, but I think it's important that they understand that as well. And then also if they share feedback that they receive, Hey, I had this huge success story. And then they share that with us. And then we can kind of use that to, to help future clients and help them to kind of build on that success. I think that that's really important. And then I think kind of the last thing is, is most of our podcasts are professional podcasts. Yes. But as a podcast listener myself, like I know that I like to hear about the lives of, of the people that I'm listening to, not to, to not just the things that, that they do for work. I like to know who they are, what makes them who they are, why I would want to work with them kind of maybe in a professional setting. Sprinkling in that, who am I sort of thing? And, and why is that important to the relationship? It's a great way for people to get more endeared to you. Now you listen to a lot of our podcasts and I think a lot of people have the question because it's, uh, well, a lot of people think it's overwhelming, right? This whole, oh my gosh, okay, well, I don't have any podcasts. I've never had a podcast. I mean, some people, Lauren, that we work with, they don't even have like real social media. And since we do both of those things, let's talk about what it looks like when I sell somebody or somebody decides to work with us, a much more appropriate way for me to say that. So somebody decides to work with us, like this just happened today. We're onboarding this gentleman from Washington, DC. He has a very high tech focus with complex sort of system involved with what he offers for his clients. He he's paid today. What what does he expect or, or what should he expect or she expect when they are onboarded as a client of ours? So the very first thing that we do when we onboard a new client is we meet with you, Matt, as the salesperson to just kind of go over who this client is, what like what makes them a good client for podcasting, what like kind of how things have been have been sold to them, just so that we know that we're going into this consistently with every, every client and in a way that's tailored to them. So we're not asking the same questions over and over again and, and not frustrating people in that way where it's like, okay, well, I've already answered this. How, like, let's get things going. So we like to make sure that we, we start out really strong. The very first thing that they can expect is uh, an email from their account manager, kind of just an introduction and like, Hey, let's set up some of these initial calls because we do have a couple calls right in the beginning of the onboarding process that are our way of getting to know the client and what they want their podcast to be, what they want to say, what they want to share with the world. So we go through those discovery calls and those are all done with all of the members of the team that they're going to work with so that we start to build those relationships and get vibes for, for who the client is and they can get to know us as well right from the beginning so that we can really kind of build on that momentum. We share our expectations with clients at that time. 
and then they can share their expectations or, or things like that, just so that we know that there's transparency and clarity and everyone understands kind of what this process is going to look like, because it can be overwhelming and it can be, it can be a little bit like fast paced or whatever in the beginning, because we're just like, we want to get people podcasting and get their, get their thoughts out there. But we also, we address any questions or concerns or if a client's not feeling super confident, we kind of try and help them to build that confidence right from the beginning so that we, we know that they're going to share their message as effectively as possible. Confidence is really key when we're working with somebody because it's not just them having confidence in our company, but it's also having them have confidence in what they're about to talk about. It makes a huge, huge difference when somebody is excited and knows what they're going to talk about before we ever hit record and then create their social media posts. But I'm going to back up because you said a couple of things there that I want to highlight. Number one, when you're interested in what we do here to help you rise above the noise and be your own loud, you're going to meet with somebody like me, and I'm going to ask you a lot of questions. We want to make sure that you're going to be a good fit for us. It, this isn't just that we have something to sell and desperately want to sell it to you. It's not really how we work. It's a lot more, are you going to be a good fit? Are you going to do all of the stuff that Lauren just talked about on being an ideal client? That's really important for us on the front end. So when I'm doing a kind of a sales or a presentation explaining what we do here, I'm taking a lot of notes. We want to make sure that those notes are communicated to the entire team. So when you're doing the discovery call with somebody like Lauren, she is going to be asking you a lot of questions. Some of the questions too that I want to highlight is, do you have a name for your podcast already? It's amazing. The gentleman who I just talked to earlier already has a name for his podcast. Do you have that URL already? Have you purchased that? Some people have. Do you, have you purchased your own equipment, which dear God, we hope they have it because most of the time they buy the wrong equipment. Yeah. <laughs> But we also want to know, you know, do you know what kind of music that you want for your intro and outro? Do you want a male voice? You want a female voice? You want an excited voice? What, what, you know, what do you want? We go through all of those. And then the next step is we go through coaching and we go through podcast discovery of their topics. And I love talking a lot about this because you were talking about confidence, Lauren, and that's why I'm uh, digressing here. Before our clients ever hit record, we want them to know eight to 12 podcast topics, period, right? We don't, we want you to make sure that they're outlined. You have the confidence that this is going to set your podcast up for success. Six to 12 podcasts or eight to 12 podcasts, that, that's half a year of podcasting before we ever hit record. That also helps our social media team, you, Lauren, as the account manager, to make sure that you're forward thinking in all of the social media posts because you know what to expect next. And then we also want to make sure you know what to do behind the microphone, because there are a lot of mistakes that people make. Bad breathing, hard P's and S's, they're too far away from the microphone, they're too close to the microphone. What do you do to warm up? How do you make adjustments? We go through all of those things, because here's the fun part. Uh, if you hate how you sound on a podcast, the probability of you really digging this medium is really low. So we want to make sure that you're excited about that. Yeah, I know with um, with topics, I've had clients come back to me after those initial calls and been like, I was really nervous. I was worried that I was going to have to come up with this stuff on the fly. I was going to have to just kind of like go into a recording and and hope that I just knew what I was going to say. But I, I had my my call with my podcast host and wow, that made such a huge difference because now I know that I want to create a series on this topic or I want to I want to have guests for this topic. So it really helps to plan up front and then get also like get them really excited about like what's to come and yeah. Getting them excited and maintaining that excitement is really important 
because that energy, you know, podcasting is so different than video because you don't have the micro expressions. You're not making eye contact with the person. They can't see your gestures. It's all done with your voice. And that excitement that we help coach our clients through even before we hit record is, is I think, I think that's something a little unique and different for us. My background as a coach, the people that we have who are, are the hosts have a lot of coaching experience. And, and our goal is to really have you all hit it out of the park. I get this question all the time, Lauren, and I don't know if I've actually ever asked you this question, which is surprising because I actually talk to you rather <laughs> frequently, but how do you get the client's voice? So for everybody who doesn't know this yet, you, you podcast with us and then, and then that podcast goes to, to Lauren and her team, and then they create social media posts for you and they're very specific kind of social media posts that we know have a lot more engagement, visually appealing and auditorially appealing. But Lauren, how do you capture that client's voice so that it sounds like it's coming from them? So the very first thing that I do when I'm trying to write in a client-specific voice is I go to their website, I go to their existing socials, I go to their white papers, and I read the language that they use because a lot of the time it's laid out for you. They have phrases that they use, like we have be your own loud and things like that. But a lot of clients have those kind of buzzwords, buzz, buzz phrases, and they're already existing there for us. But even then, sometimes we don't get it right on the very first go. I can admit that. That's fine. Like we write for a lot of different people in a lot of different fields. And I think it's not always going to be perfect on the very first go. But I think the biggest thing there is we're really open to feedback from clients saying, hey, I actually don't think I would, I would write like that or I wouldn't like people are going to know that that wasn't me necessarily because it doesn't sound like me. So maybe try introducing these kinds of phrases or I would use more emojis or I wouldn't use emojis or things like that. I think the fact that we're really open to that feedback feedback helps us. But a lot of the time that initial research really does set the tone and helps us get a really good understanding. I think it also comes from, I communicate with clients all day, every day. So like in talking to them, I can kind of, I can get a, a sense of their voice, a sense of maybe the tone that they use if they're really straight into the point, I like in emails, I can usually put that in, in their, uh, their social posts and I wouldn't make them overly flowery or anything like that or vice versa or whatever. I think communicating with the client really helps with that. And then I try and take all of that info altogether and encompass that into their social content. And I love that you said that we don't always get it right the first time. And I want everybody to hear that because unfortunately, entrepreneurs, as you know, and business owners are fiercely impatient. And so, okay, well, I paid you all of this money. You know, why? how come my first posts don't sound like me? Well, because you've done one podcast. I've talked to you three times and we're going to get your voice even more and more. It's fun to watch the transformation over time because you and the podcast host are the two people or the two relation client relationship people that keep our clients. Now, we have a, an unbelievable retention rate. And I know you know that because you came back and you're like, some of these people, you know, I, I've been gone for a while. They're still here. We do have a lot of people who stay with us. And thank you to you for, for building and maintaining those relationships. But let's talk about that. How do you maintain the relationships and keep the clients motivated and on board? I think the most important thing there is that we really emphasize that podcasting is a long-term strategy it's done with momentum marketing. Like you can't go into it thinking, oh, I'm going to do this for six months and then quit and, and call it a day and say, I have a podcast and, and whatever. I think starting right from the beginning, helping clients to understand like 
this is going to take a little bit. You're not going to see results immediately, but that's expected. And helping them to understand that from the beginning, I think really helps with retention because, because the ones that are committed are the ones that are going to succeed. And, and obviously that shows with the clients that have been with us since the beginning of the company. I think it really helps when we share other client success stories as well with clients that are maybe like, Hey, I'm not seeing any results. What do you think could go on here? If you just remind them, Hey, this is like, you have to just keep going with this. Maybe you just haven't hit that, that peak topic yet that you want to, that you're like, Oh my gosh, this is where like the direction that I need to go. But also sharing the really big success stories that other clients have had, I think really helps them to see like, Hey, this does work. This can work. And they, they want to keep going from there. I think it also really helps that we have a lot of ways that we can say, hey, we do the work on our end, but we also think that you need to be telling people when you meet them and they're a small business owner, you can go to them and say, hey, I have this podcast episode that talks directly to small business owners and showing them ways that they can utilize their podcast without just going to people and awkwardly being like, hey, I have a podcast. Do you want to listen to it? Like going to pe- like helping them to go to people and say, I have a lot of really good thought leadership that I want to share with you. I think that really helps. And I think because we have such a strong coaching program, it really helps to instill confidence in people. And when they feel more confident, they're going to feel more confident to go to the, go to people that they know it or people that they're trying like, or go to prospects or things like that and be able to say like, I think that I can help you. I think that I have a lot of information that's really good for you. And I, I really want, to work with you and, and do that. But I think you should listen to my podcast to, to make sure that this is something that works for you. I think we w- work really hard with our clients to make their podcast their own, but also we work really hard to make it the best that we can, can for them. So we were really candid with clients. I think a lot of my clients come to me with requests like, Hey, I want to try this. I want to do this. And we are so happy to, to do that. But then we also can back it up with Hey, I don't know that strategically that's the, the best thing to do. Like strategically, maybe let's try it this way. And I find that a lot of my clients are really receptive to that. And I think the fact that we have that strategy to back up what we're doing is is huge for, for client retention. And just to put this into perspective, for those of you who uh, might not have subscribed to this podcast yet, or you're hearing it for the first time, or somebody just turned you on or you're only a couple of episodes deep. As of the date of this podcast, uh, you know, we published about 1,600 podcasts and done over 35,000 social media posts. This is what we do, right? This is why we get up in the morning. You can tell by Lauren's voice. She's super excited about it. You know, she's one of the people in the company who matches my level of, of passion <laughs> about all of this stuff and energy. And, and that's one of the reasons we're so happy to have her on board. Through the podcast coaching program and through what you, they, you do as the account manager, I want to break down just a little bit more of what our clients need to do, because you said you need to talk about the podcast. And if you don't mind, I'm going to, I'm going to take a moment because one of our clients just recently brought this up to me. I was just following up with him. He wanted to chat with me about something. I don't remember what it was, but he had said, you know, Matt, I don't even care if anybody ever listens to my podcast. It's like, oh, time out here. Oh, hold on a second here. You know, this is a cornerstone of our program. And, and he just laughed and he said, Matt, me just saying I have a podcast raises me above 90% of anybody who'd be my competition anyway, separates me because I am giving so much back. And I want everybody listening to think of that. If you have a podcast and if you're using our kind of influencer accelerator program here, 
our whole goal is to have you position yourself as the expert that you are and stop being the best kept secret in your area. Being able to say that you have a podcast with confidence, like Lauren's talking about, being proud of the thought leadership that you're putting out there can be one of the greatest icebreakers you ever have. And this gentleman was, was talking about how he was at a networking event. I'm going to preface this by saying he sells life insurance, right? And so you go to a networking event and I walk up to, or Lauren, you walk up to me and you say, Hey, you know, what do you do for a living? And I said, well, I sell life insurance. You're going to turn around and you're going to get the hell out of there <laughs> as fast as possible. Right. And he says, Matt, I don't even do that anymore. And I was like, well, you first off, man, you shouldn't have done that anyway. But then I said, well, what do you say? He says, you know, I have a podcast or I'm a professional podcaster. And then of course, everybody's like, what? Who's a professional? Like, I'm a professional podcaster because he technically was at the time, still is. And they're like, well, you know, how, how do you, what, you make money with that? Yeah, actually, you know, it's my, the way that I drive all the revenue to my business. He's not dodging the question, but he's positioning himself so differently. And then he gets to the point where they say, well, what's a podcast about? And he says, I have a podcast about how you protect your family in order for them to live a great life if something happens to you. And they're already so bought in and so interested in everything that you're talking about that when you drop that I'm an insurance agent on there, they're still willing to talk to you. Okay, so what are you talking about? What, what, what do you mean by protection? Well, I'm going to use a word you really hate. So him and I role play this whole thing. I'm going to use this word that you hate, which is insurance, but insurance is just one of the ways that I help protect. And uh, oh my gosh, he said my entire prospecting thing has changed. My elevator pitch has changed. And the other thing that he said he loved about the podcast was he gets to practice. Everybody forgets this. You're going to have a, a host who's going to ask you questions. You're going to have Lauren who's going to be challenging you on making sure that you're putting out the best thought leadership and your game just you get in the game and you rise above the noise. You rise not only above the noise, but you rise in confidence. All of a sudden, one of our hosts, and this happens a lot, Lauren, is a host will say, I don't really understand that. Can you explain that in a different way? And then all of a sudden, the client is like, well, I will explain that in a different way. And then the client gets done and they get off the podcast. You know, a long time ago, Lauren, when I was the only one who was doing the interviews, they used to say to me a lot, man, I've never thought about saying it that way. And it was so much fun. All right. So as we wrap up today's podcast, what sort of advice would you have for people who are thinking about joining our team here and our family in the whole world of accelerating your influence, joining the Proudmouth family and, and trying to figure out how they can truly rise above the noise and be their own loud? What, what sort of advice would you give them? I honestly think the confidence thing is the biggest thing to me. You're professionals in your field and, and there's a reason why you do what you do. And I think if you go into this this idea of podcasting as a like, I'm really good at what I do and I want to share that with people and I have a lot to say. I think that that, that makes a huge difference. And that is what I, as a podcast listener as well, outside of work and outside of the fact that I do this every day, all day, <laughs> um, I like knowing I'm listening to a leading expert and I'm listening to someone who really cares about what they do. And I think doing this in a way that is a podcasting is really on trend right now. And it's a great way to share, share your thought leadership. But I also think it's a way to really instill confidence in people that you're looking to work with as well. So it's confidence on both ends. And I think that that, that really is what makes the big difference and what sets podcasters apart from non-podcasters. <laughs> I think that's fantastic. I, I think that having the confidence to, to speak your truth there just don't seem to be enough mediums out there for people to truly speak their truths. And if you are a person who is 
fiercely passionate about what you do. We don't care if you make ballpoint pens or if you write 80, 100 kabillion dollars. That's not even numbers, right? <laughs> Trusts for you know the, the Walmart family. We don't really care. What we care about is one, that you're fiercely passionate about what you do and you love it, you live it, you breathe it, and you talk about it no matter what, if people want you to talk about it or not. Number two, that you have education-based selling, right? And we really excel with people who love to teach people about what they're so passionate about. And then number three, that you want to market in a way that is fundamentally unique and different, right? Lauren, I'm very plugged into who is our competitor and I'm or competitors and I'm air quoting there because we don't really have a lot of competition. Now we do have competition and, and they're great, right? I know we can't handle everybody and if you wanna work with them, have fun. But what we do and how we've set up our company here is really different. As of the this recording, we have about 12 professional writers. We've got three professional voice hosts. We've got the account managers. We've got editors. We've got auditors, quality control. We've got a whole podcast editing team that makes your podcast sound fantastic and you know takes out the ums, oh, so's, and you knows. And we do all of this and we don't do it for cheap. You know, we are not the cheapest one on the block, nor will we ever be the cheapest one on the block because we spend a lot of money on people like you, Lauren, and you know that. You are our greatest expense and we will take that on gladly because we want to make sure that people have the kind of experience that they're probably already feeling from you already, that you truly care, that you freaking love people, and you love learning from people. And those are when we're hiring everybody, just so our listeners know, we hire for a very specific culture and personality trait, and then we train them on, on how to do some of the specific stuff. But if you want to work with Lauren, you better sign up pretty quick because she's going to be <laughs> cool. Uh, but if you like what we're talking about here, which I really hope you do, because you know this is something that we're fiercely passionate about. I get asked all the time, Lauren, Matt, why, why do you love your job so much? And, and I'm just like, I, I get to talk to really smart people every day. I get to ask them questions. I get to talk about how I can help experts stop being the best kept secret in their area, which is the number one thing that drives people insane who have lots of education, lots of experience, and a very fine-tuned specialty. And I love doing all of that. So if you want to know more about what we do here, all you have to do is connect with me on LinkedIn. That's probably the best way for you to do it. You can also follow us on social media on Twitter and Facebook, and we'll be more than happy to reach out. Lauren, thank you so much for being such a great guest. Thanks so much. I had such a good time. <laughs> if you have not subscribed to the podcast, make sure you click uh, the subscribe now button below. That way, every time we come out with a new podcast, we'll show up directly on your listening device. And finally, if you know anybody who should hear this podcast, it's super easy to share. All you have to do is click that share button. And if you have an extra two seconds, give us a quick review on iTunes or any of the players. That way we know if we're doing a good job and if you well like what we're doing and we're providing you with great information. So for everybody here at Top Advisor Marketing, rise above the noise. Be your own loud and stop being the best kept secret in your area. We'll see you on the other side of the mic. Are you ready to change the way you communicate with your clients? Are you tired of being the best kept secret in your area? Learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your business. Contact us today and see what the power of podcasting can do for your business. Click on the Contact Us link on our website at topadvisormarketing.com and set up a call to learn more. Follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook for more updates and information.